Give me five minutes. The podcast with Scars and Elijah. You are in an open conversation zone. There is no tapping out once you've tapped in. Eli examinations, hood stories, nightmares for critics. And if you're that passionate, we'll bring you on in You Can Have Five Minutes. It's more of a thing than in black community. Maybe I'm wrong in it, but from what I've seen. What do you mean? As in, when you say more of a thing, just just be more... Yeah. Like my parents, aunties, uncles, ain't never really been involved in too much of my decision making. But I was seeing more common in Asian communities. Mm. The older generation might have a lot more say in the younger generation's decisions, if you know what I mean. Yo, Scar's here. Eli in the building. And you know what time it is. We're about to hit you with a brand new episode. Let's go. Welcome. The GM5M podcast is a platform where we have real and honest conversations about almost anything. No topic is off limits. The unique selling point of our show is at any point anyone can say, give me five minutes. Once that is said, the five minute timer starts and the person has five minutes to say whatever they want uninterrupted. Once the five minutes are done, the podcast is back to an open conversation. Each person can only say this once per episode. And now let's get on with the show. Today, we do have some guests in the room. We got our guests of honors. So guys, you, you know how we do. I don't like to gas it up too, too, too much. So someone is, one of them is a, 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 a recurring guest. This is someone who's been on before, but we've decided to, you know, bring them back on and, you know, have a chit chat because the conversation was good. So who do we have in the room? So Saf again. <laughs> cool. Saf was there on um, the Peckham Hair Shop. She was here with Mo. Very serious conversation, but also it was, it was, it was lighthearted. But um, yeah, man. And who else do we have? We've got Matthew. Okay. Man like Matthew. All right. Um... Yeah, so as as we normally do, um, what I'll say for for you, Matthew, what what brought you onto the show? Obviously, I'm Saf's better half, and uh, so I listened to the one that she was on, mm. um, the Peckham Hair Shop episode. Mm. And I thought, yeah, that's I'd like to, like you know, when you're listening to something and you're thinking in your head what you would say like okay. you're, you're part of the conversation I thought yeah if given the opportunity I'd like to come on here definitely what, what, was there any part of the show that either triggered you when, when I say triggered you or like compelled you like you thought no 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 I want to give my opinion about that like or I, I, I disagree or, or just you know something that evoked you to, to say something do you know there was, there was nothing I disagreed with big time mm. but there was definitely elements of I think it was stuff Elijah was saying. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I feel where he's coming from. Okay. But I think at the time, I think he was the only, like, no one was really backing what he was, what saying. He was saying. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, thought yeah, if yeah. I was in the room, I would... You'd back him. Back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's that's the whole point of conversation, man. That's, that's... Everyone was against me, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just uh, quite, I wish I could remember what, what it was. I think initially as well, you didn't, you didn't know the whole full scope because... When I said the the whole thing about the guy, this guy's got he's he's known for that, isn't it? And then um, obviously he he you had your own perspective about the basically what happens moving forward. Like if black people are still going to be going to the place, like is it worth the protests and things like that? But um, or am I wrong? Yeah, like it's under the premise. Like I mean, to be fair, like now I I believe like he's renamed the shop. 
Like there are still people going out there, um, like in terms of like protesting and I'm 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 unsure if people are still shopping there or something like that. I mean, I would assume. But I don't I don't actually know, but I know he's he's renamed the store mm. and there are still like like there's he's like open. one or two people standing there, but he's open and he's open for business. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, last time I saw, I saw there was still like here and there protests, like or people outside like still campaign, like, yeah, or close your store or doing whatever. But yeah, he's back open, you know? And um yeah, but I haven't I haven't dug deep. I don't know what is going on on the inside. Maybe he's changed the business, he's gonna close it up. I don't know. And I, I also think like why why change the name? Anyways, like if it's still gonna be you, still gonna be dead, what's the point? Yeah, they just rebrand it though, isn't it? Yeah, but what's the point? Yeah, but for what? You're not going to a new location. You're not. Apparently, like he he owns like about like nine, ten of the of 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 these stores anyway. See, when it's crying about, it's my bread and butter. It's not like it's not though. Like 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 that one store. Like because when they looked at him, his thing in company house, it said like the guy owns like about like ten stores or something. So it's it's you know what I mean. Like just what the one shop is. Anyway. Like, or else we're going to have the episode again and it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like 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 I said on that episode, it's just, I get it, it was bad and stuff like that, but he's open for business. I mean, if if there's a, if anyone that's listening, if you've shopped there, then you Shame just, you. like, you just proved the point, innit? But anyway, like, we just yeah, move on, innit? That, that's, 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 that's for sure. Like, let's say, for instance, sometimes I think, you know, like, when certain things are, like, in your face, like, I could understand you didn't know you're none the wiser, but like, at this stage, if you actively know what happened in that place and yeah. you've gone back since then to shop there for whatever your reason is, then, yeah, that that to me is a part of the problem because it's like, we don't need to shop there. Like, that's the thing. You don't have to spend your money there, but uh, it is what it is. And I know on that episode, that, uh, that episode, if anyone's listening, was uh, called... Um, Mummy issues and uh, hair shop refunds. So that's the one <laughs> yeah. that uh, Mo and Saf was on. And another part of that that we was um, talking about, like that Saf was mentioning on, was in terms of relationships, culture, and how the dynamics are in that type of field, especially when there's two cultures and something that basically come together. And the can I say like trials and tribulations that can come with that. And um, that's something that we touched on in that episode. Mm. But now that we've got, you know, husband and wife here, you know what I mean? We can now discuss that, isn't it? Like, and we can actually go deep into that because that's something that we need to definitely unwrap. And I think anyone that's listening, you know, it can give like a bit of insight into how life is like, you know? And um, I know we spoke to Saf, so Saf, like, do you want to just like recap like what it is that you were saying and, you know, just expand further on that? You know, like what does that actually mean in terms of two cultures coming together or like your story and stuff? So I think for me personally, we're in it. So I don't feel that it was as crazy, but I know that when I'm talking to people, I think last time we was having a conversation and you're like, can't remember what the conversation was about, but mm. you mentioned jollof rice and you're like, oh yeah, mm. like it's um it's a Ghanaian dish. And it just made me laugh because I was thinking, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you get it? But it's like for you to sit there and assume that our cultures are so like far apart or that in 2023 that, you know, 
obviously we're in an interracial um, couple, but before that, like I was exposed to it. So it's interesting when you tell people in it, like, oh, for you anyway, like, yeah, my missus is from Pakistan. I'm like, yeah, like Matthew, yeah, he's from Ghana. And it's like, you can see like sort of like cogs turning in their heads. So you either get the, oh, like really high pitch, like mm. told me more or, uh, oh, so you must not be um, at home. Your parents must not be happy with you. How did that happen? And it's just like, mm. I see so many people in similar situations, but I don't feel like I see people get past the just dating and then making it sort of like, okay, like, let's introduce parents. Let's make it official. And I don't know if that's due to obviously scared from like their communities. Mom, dad might not be happy or, they just can't bring themselves to take that step. And I think, I just want to, like, we've done it. It was hard. It mm. wasn't easy at all. But it's doable. And I feel like, just choose love. Really. <laughs> but is it, is, is, it, is it that straightforward? No. Yeah, because I, I think, mm. this is just me chiming in. And obviously, everybody, well, not everyone here, but um, obviously, I'm black. I'm a black guy. Nigerian so it's almost like my only understanding about let's say another other cultures it might be like all right let's say for instance if someone was to tell me about German people yeah I just start thinking as bad as it sounds I just think of Hitler I don't actually know their culture like of today like I don't really know that many German people but do you get what I mean so Mm -hmm. sometimes with some people there's certain notions that Actually, I'll say it's more of a stereotype. That's what I would say. Yeah. Same, similar, like you, you might say Nigerians to certain people, and yeah. they're just gonna automatically think fraud. You know, like as, I'm not saying that's where it is, but I'm yeah. s- the the notions or certain countries associate. So it's almost like I've heard all, you know, Nigerian and Jamaican, Nigerian and even Polish. But then I don't know. So like, I think with even out of the Asian community, when you're like Pakistan, sometimes. You feel like ah, oh, they don't, they don't, yeah. they don't, com- they don't mingle even with the black community. So yeah, that's that might be where some of it is coming from. I could be, I don't know if, if I'm wrong, right, or yeah, um, is it making sense? The yeah. Only thing I'd say is with our generation, I think a lot of us are Londoners first, if you get me. So a lot of us grew up around different cultures, so inadvertently we know more about each other than than we really realize. We're more similar than. We realise. I think the generation before us is where all the stereotypes and differences come. Mm. Yeah, no, like, I get that. I think... I don't know, like, so... I know stuff is saying, yeah, like, choose love and stuff like that. And I know that there'll be people listening going, yeah, but that comes with... That comes at a price or that comes at some consequence and stuff like that. Like, you have to... In order to say you know, I'm going to choose this. You're going to have to say goodbye to some things. Mm-hmm. And what are those things, potential things that you are going to, that you're going to, I'll, I'll ask for both of you actually, you know, I'll start with Saflak. Like, so Saflak, like coming from a Pakistani household mm-hmm. and being a woman, what is some of the things that you've had to sacrifice in your, in your, in your choice of choosing love? So I'll be real family. That's the biggest one that, well, the sacrifice I made initially, obviously it's getting better. 
you know, we're not a hundred percent, but you know, a year ago, like we're in a way better position now than we was then. But that's massive. And I think that's why a lot of girls that might be in my position, the thought of, you know, well, I can't do that. Like my mom, my dad, that doesn't mean that I don't have no home training or that, you know, I don't value my family. Of course, I love them to bits. It was just because of the choices that I was making and the decisions I'm going to make with my life, um, they just weren't on board with. And yeah, like, I don't want to say I chose you. It was just, well, this is what I'm doing. If you're going to now make me choose, then I'm not going to marry you, mom. Like, I'm not marrying the family. Like, let me go and be happy. And I think just that whole period was, it was difficult for me because I was going through it. But then equally, you had to become my mom, my dad, my family, my everything. And I was pregnant. So now you still got to be, you know, my boyfriend, the father of my child, and there must have been like huge, huge pressure, obviously on your shoulders. But all I could sort of see was, well, I've got just you now. Like you're my family. I'll be real. It, it didn't feel like pressure, you know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I felt pressure. Obviously, it's a weird space to be in. Like knowing you're the reason why your missus and her family ain't together. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird space to be in. But I think what helped us is we had the conversation. From Early. Day, but, uh, <laughs> what a conversation about about if this goes anywhere, mm. what is that gonna look like? Like, what's things with your family gonna be like? Are you ready for that consequence? So I think us having that conversation early okay. kind of like we was, we was more ready for it than I think. I think because yeah, it was early, so this has been no feelings, no nothing, and it was just a point blank, like. If we do pursue this, it's not going to be a normal relationship that you've maybe dealt with in the past. It's not a case of you're coming to my house. It's not a case of like my mum's going to be jumping for joy. Like I'm still from a Pakistani household. Like I had to hide the relationship for a very long time. Um, And it's a lot of baggage for anyone. Like you shouldn't, I didn't want to put him in a position where one, like why am I being hidden? And I think... For a guy, you could have stemmed insecurity. So you could have stemmed from that. Like, why is she hiding me? Has she got a secret of a life? But I just put all my cards on the table. You even said, that's fine. We, you know what I mean? Like we had the conversation. We kept it moving. Mm. It's funny though, because at the time, my best friend was like, Saf, you can't have that conversation. It's too early. Like, you've just met the guy. And I was like, but why do... And I think so many girls in that position will sort of pursue that three, four months down the line, feelings now are being like, mm. you know, cool. And then there's a case of, actually, I can't be with you. And then the fallout from that is so like, almost like traumatizing because you're, you're basically saying, I can't be with you. Just, you know, I've let it get this far. I always knew in the back of my head that it was never going to ever cross that line. Like, how would you feel? How, like, why would I put myself through that? So, that's why I think it was important for us. And I think had we not had that conversation, I didn't know where your head was. You could have told me actually three months down the line, nah. Do you do you think um like in your mind, mm. is it was that gonna happen? Like obviously because he's he's a black guy. Um meaning or like yeah. even if it was just you getting to getting into a relationship. So I think there's an expectation of me 
marrying or being with a Pakistani guy. Right. So even if I was to venture into like another South Asian country, so Bangladesh, mm. India, that's a no-no in my house, isn't it? Okay. So it was strictly, that's what you're doing. So I think the fact that, you know, he wasn't even Indian or from Bangladesh, mm. I think that would have been an easier pill to swallow. But now I'm telling you that he's from Ghana. Mm. Shut down. Like you're not trying to hear his name, which, do you know what I mean? Like, he's a good guy, how he's treating me. It yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah. it just shut down completely, if I'd be real. And I think... Um, like, they, they didn't want to know about the jell off like... Yeah. Or like, just... or, like, or like the wachi and stuff like that. Like, 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 they're not interested. At all. Yeah. Uh, wache, wache. Wache, sorry. Well, actually, yeah. I, look at me doing correction. If I might even say it right. I, I thought you both said it all right. Oh, okay, like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Really like, <laughs> no, really like, no, like, yeah. <laughs> they're not really trying to hear that and it's interesting you said about like having like the conversation ba- basically like am I correct like from day one mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know what I mean sure. you know what I mean because it's actually something that I champion you know having that conversation or like having these type of talks pretty mm-hmm. much from the beginning and stuff like that you know like it does come under some challenge you know what I mean by my co-host but it, but it is what it is like you know I think having them conversations at, right at the beginning because it's obvious you're from Pakistan and you're from Ghana. It's like to say three months later that I didn't know what was going to happen. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, br- it's like, brother, it's like, come on, like, it's like, it was clear as day mm. that this was going to have to happen. You like to say that you didn't know someone's lying, yeah. you know, or both of you were just being in like, just in denial and stuff like that. So you, you kind of just have to just get it out in the open kind of straight away. How is it for you? Like in terms of, um, coming from a Ghanaian household, you know, like you can't speak for all Ghanaian households, but coming from that kind of household, how was it from you? Like, like, was there any like, nah, like, oh, she's from Pakistan. Like, this is, this is, this is, I mean, uh, or was I it the other way around? I think I already know the answer, but, but coming from you, like, literally, how was it? Literally no pushback, no nothing. Like, you see how black people are in it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, boy, like, we're just welcoming, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 there are, there are, there are moments, I think generally, we're hospitable, but, there's, <laughs> we know, we know the parents that have, like, man, man man's better where, look, if you go and bring so-and-so, I feel like, it's just more, there's black parents or black families who, they, I feel like they just want it more, okay, cool, bring home a Ghanaian woman, if you don't, okay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They'll just move on and deal with it. Like I, I recently, like my best friend, well, one of my good good friends, he got married and yeah, he's married to a Greek Cypriot woman. Been together like 14 years. So, and his parents were, obviously they were like just cool, cool with it. But the point I'm trying to get to is more, it's, it's, it's just whatever makes sense for that person. Mm. You know, there's more black families, I believe, who... I don't know. We 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 don't really. I just we don't we ain't got that. We ain't got that power. Anyways, that's just the bottom line. Even if the the parents said, ah, we're not doing it unless they're like rich and whatever, bruv, it's not gonna do anything. If you don't want to come to the wedding and you don't want to be a part of it, then, that, yeah, they will just life. move on and yeah, live life, yeah. innit? And I even think that might even be like I don't know how how you see it, but yeah, you 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 tell us. I don't know. Yeah. You know in in a weird way, maybe people won't agree, but mm. I, I do think. Family in the Asian communities, I feel like there's it's just more of a thing than in black communities. Maybe I'm wrong in it, but from what I see, what you mean? As in, when you say more of a thing, just just be more in terms be, of yeah. in terms of like like my parents, aunties, uncles, 
ain't never really been involved in too much of my decision making, but I was seeing more common in Asian communities. Mm. The older generation might have a lot more say in the younger generation's decisions, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like whether it be the career you go down, like just those, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in it, but those type of things I think is less of a, less of a talking point in, in black households. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think just to touch on that, it's more like like what Scars was saying. If you're from some like rich, wealthy family or some royal family or some mm. chieftaincy or something like that, then maybe the decisions are a bit more. Like if you if you're like of a certain echelon, let's just say mm. maybe who who you marry because there's a lot of wealth and finances and and positioning that's very important. So you need to just make sure you marry proper. Well, that's what they would say anyway. Like that's what they'll be like. You, you got to marry kind of within this kind of circle and stuff like that. But for for the majority, um, I don't think it's really like that. To be fair, but having said that, though, like just to touch on that, is 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 interesting because where where like a lot of our parents may not necessarily or aunties uncles have that type of sway and stuff like that, or like not necessarily involved. Like it's all it's pros and cons to that because like you're free to kind of choose who you want and stuff like that. But it also means that like I speak for like my experience, like coming from like a black household, it means that you kind of got to make you 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 have to learn a lot of mistakes by yourself. Hundred, you know, like which that because there isn't that sway or that knowledge or that information that support. Yeah, that support. You're gonna like unfortunately you'll find yourself making a lot of mistakes by yourself but I feel like in other communities in this case like the Asian community for example because there's a there's more sway and stuff like that it's like things like finances are set up you know like you, you've you got your career path with, like when you're born kind of a thing mm-hmm. you know like yeah like he he's going to be a doctor you know what I mean he's going to be a lawyer he's going to be an engineer but I know that's in the African community as well but because of the sway that elders and adults and parents, uncles, aunties and stuff like that have, it's like, it's like, it's going to happen. You, you know what? Because <clears throat> when, when you say sway, you, what, what do you, what do you mean by that? So like, so this example, like, so I remember, I, I said this before. So the sway was when I was 18, I got a cleaning job. I was cleaning offices in Blackfriars. My mom and dad did not want me to do it. They called me up saying, oh, I quit the job. Like, we didn't come to Africa for our son to be doing cleaning. I just asked them one question. I said, that's fine. What what job opportunity have you got for me? If I quit, what can you give me? My mom said nothing. My dad said nothing. I said, I'm starting work tomorrow. Mm, But in in other communities, if you want to do cleaning, for example... Someone somewhere is gonna have a, is gonna have a company somewhere. No, no, no. Go work for uncle. Go work for. Come work for me. You know what I mean? Like, like we've got some business there. We've got a an off license there, or we've got a garage here. We've got a restaurant here. We've got some lawyer, like some solicitor firm there. So it's that's where the sway comes in. So like your mum and dad can be like, well, I don't want you doing that because I've got five other opportunities for you, and I want you to pick our them five. So as a as a child growing up, like you you you, you be kind of be like, why would I reject that? Like, I mean, like, why am I gonna go clean the offices when I could just work in some site in some office? Like, I already know the people. I'll be I'll be getting paid. It's kind of nice, isn't it? But because in the black community there isn't that kind of structure there, so it's like pros and cons as to. But at the same time, we're talking about relationship here, and we're talking about the 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 cons of that where 
Like, it's like, no, like, this is who we want you to marry. This is who we want you going out with. So there's a pluses in like your setup, like your future, or like there's opportunities there. There's a, more of a community, there's more structure. But then that also comes with, in terms of relationships and going out into the wide, wider world, that's very rigid. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it, I don't know. Am Maybe. I right? Like, stuff like, I mean, I'm talking about, like, no, like no, yeah, yeah. No, no, hear it. Um, yeah, it's just exactly what you said, if I'm being real. It gets to the point where, cool, the money. I, mean, I was living like a princess. I'll be real. I didn't have to, at one point, I think, I was doing 12 hours at Sainsbury's like when I was 16. And I was like, just for maintenance, isn't it? Like, you know, like, just for maintenance. Like, college with it, uni. And I remember, like, oh, I was so stressed. Everyone talked to me. I've been working four hours today. Um, and I think I was super tired. My mum's like, leave. I was like, no, but I like having that extra, you know, four or five hundred pounds that I get. Mum's like, I will give it to you. But if it's making you, so it's like, I had it made, didn't have to lift a finger. I didn't worry about bills. Mm. As long as I was following what they wanted. What they wanted. So it's like the whole uni thing. I didn't want to go uni, mm. but I knew that it would make my mum happy. Mm. I'm sitting there two years into a law degree, super, super unhappy to the point where I just broke down. I was like, mum, please, like, I know it's not what you want. Can I leave? And I remember, you know, the look of disappointment on her face, but she was like, okay, cool. I'll support you. Mm. what you think every fight we had after that that's not getting thrown back in my face well you should have gone uni I'd be like I'm so tired from work well if you say that uni you wouldn't be tired I'm thinking oh here we go mm. but I think obviously it's my mum she loves me so I was I don't want to say delusional but I thought okay cool she'll have me in it I got cut off so quick I wasn't ready for it and now I'm going from you know my, like the money I'm bringing in that's my money Mm. now I'm paying council tax and I'm like what like why is council tax like, like what like I want a breakdown what is it that my money's paying for and it's like I had to do that overnight there was no warning there was no easing myself into that mm. so it's just like you know and I've said to you as well like you know there's times where we've been having arguments and you know it's like do you even love me and we're going at each other and I just sit there and I'm like look at how we're living yeah compared to like when we was back at our mum's like our parents houses and I was like Oh, we're not struggling, but it's tough. Throw a like, baby into the mix. Like we're literally going to work and then we get paid and then all our money goes on bills. So it's like, if I didn't love you, do you really think I'm sitting here living like this? Like mm. what more proof do you want in it? And it's the same with him because it's like, what you think I like waking up at five in the morning to go work? Who do you think I'm doing it for? Mm. And it's so stupid, but it's like, it's real. Yeah, like it's, it's do you know what it's I mean? It's real, it's real. But people don't see that side. People see, oh, Saf and Matthew, like they've got their kid, they live together, they're both working, they're on holidays. And it's like, but you didn't see, you know, there's been nights where I've been crying. He's having to like console me, like we're fighting, trying to navigate being parents in this world. I had no one to support me from my side. And I think it's interesting. When, and I think that's what, winds me up when people try and compare themselves or try and make out that yeah my, my situation is similar to yours no it isn't well not who but what I mean is is it just I don't know like do, do, do you get that as well that I don't know people you might speak to a, another guy and he's like oh yeah no yeah, I, I, you know I'm going through that as well it's, it's cool it's easy it's you know mm, not, not really on my side no I think 
we know men really don't go into mm-hmm. much detail mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So how much are they really gonna know? Reveal. About? But I think no, I think they they know how different their thing is from from my thing, hundred percent. Okay. Like you'll see it from the outside, like you'll be like, ah, cool. Like even just even just knowing the even just knowing the dynamic, like if I, if I'm hearing Ghanaian and Pakistani, I already know. Like it, so, in this case, like Matthew, like I know, yeah, him as the Ghanaian guy in this situation, I know his thing's different. Like I can't compare to if I was going out with I don't know someone from from Sweden. For example, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same because I, I, I know, like Matthew was saying at the beginning, we're all Londoners. You know what I mean? Like, at 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 heart, I've grown up like obviously like with uh, Pakistani Asian community and stuff like that. Even growing up, I remember I never forget in college that was the main thing in college. It would be like, oh, um, oh, like. How about that girl? Oh yeah, like she's nice still, but brother, obviously, like man, man's gonna have to convert, innit? it? You know what I mean? If I'm gonna have to date her, innit? it? Like that's just the bottom line of it, bro. Cause man's not gonna be Muslim, bro. Like that's just what it was. So you just knew it was a cut off. You like you just knew it's like, like just as a default. Or well, I speak from my experience. Like that's what the man was saying. They're like, yeah, like she's nice, but brother, like, bro, <laughs> it's like, it's Wait, like, come on, like. So, so- Maybe I'm missing it, but what what do you mean with that? You mean it to say, oh, so when you know, when you hear the gun in and Pakistan together, you just, I don't know what, you knew... Because, like, basically, like, I could only imagine, like, I I would already, I I would just assume that that didn't go down well in the Pakistani house. I would just assume it didn't go well, like, I mean, I, I don't know, like, there are different families out there, but I would just assume I'll say, well... From the Ghanaian side, I can I, I would assume there wasn't much problem, but from the Pakistani side, I, I would say no. There there would have to have been some problem. Okay, that, like, I, like 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 is he chilling with with her dad? Like I doubt it. Where's that coming from? In, in that realm or are we saying like even the same for Indians same for Bangladesh like I, I, I believe this is just from my own experience from my understanding I don't know if I don't know I don't know if it's like a across the board thing but I do know there's a class system that mm. that, that happens in, in Asia or like in it happens in everywhere but like I've had someone who's who's uh, from Bangladesh this is what she said to me this is when I was dating her she felt like Pakistanis they're really seen as like royal or like they they out of the the Asian side see as they're they're the upper echelon mm-hmm. so supposedly and like Indians have have their own similar thing but even like the colorism part like she effectively said we're like black people like they literally see yeah. us as the as the bottom so I was like oh okay so uh, what I'm saying is in that dynamic because I'm just trying to think is it just of that case is because you had Pakistan or just because it's Asian family and you just know it's going to be some sort of turmoil or, or, or what do you mean? Okay, yeah, like, so I'm, I'm not necessarily singling out the Pakistani, but just to use this example, like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like, like, the reason why I would say Saif and Matthew are here, for, for me anyway, is to just hear it from their point of view. It's not, I'm not here to say, oh my days, I'm so shocked that um, mm-hmm. this happened because that's what I would have assumed would mm-hmm. happen as well. Mm-hmm. There would have been, like there would have been a cut off 
there would have been no communication it would, and it would have just like basically the story that you're describing is what I would have imagined it to have been but it's uh, but for me I want to hear how that was like and how you got through that and where and where you are now so that when people are listening to this they can be like you know what I'm at that stage mm-hmm. or I'm at this stage or I know that this is what can, that this is what's going to come next so depending on whatever stage they are because if someone's in a relationship now and they're just thinking about telling their parent, you know, like, so, okay, what am I going to expect? So just like what Saf said, the cutoff was so quick, it was like, un- it was just, it was a shock. So someone listening to that may, may be prepared themselves and be like, you know what, if I'm going to tell my parents, this may not be a slow burner. This may be immediate. <laughs> so at least I know that going in. It's almost like, let me prepare myself kind of a thing. Like, so someone else listening could be like, let me prepare myself, like, and make sure that the man knows that this is what could potentially happen. So it doesn't come as a shock if someone in the future happens because you guys have actually done it. You know what I mean? Right, so I think the easiest way to do it is just break down, start to finish. And I feel like when I view me and you, I think I've got three parts of our relationship. I've got dating, my pregnancy, and then obviously like um, having a baby and how it was. And I think each section come with its own, you know, like you said, trials, tribulations. So I had a conversation pretty much off the back. It was a lot of sneaking around, I think at the beginning. And it was, you know, Matthew's coming to pick me up. Matthew, you're parking at the end of the road. I'm running in, making sure like, you know, no one's around me because my neighbours, they're all Pakistani. And you know how everyone loves talking. Wow. My area that I'm from, everyone in that area community, they all know each other. You know, there's some random auntie that I don't know, but she knows me, she knows my mum. And I think, you know, I don't know, like to us, I think because we knew the situation, it wasn't that much of a problem to start with. Um, And then we'd go and hang out and in places where like, no one really cared. We wasn't getting looked at. We could just be us. And I don't think it was a problem up until, obviously, I got pregnant. And I think, you know, there was one, I got pregnant quite quickly into, like, me and you being together. To other people, not to me and you, because we met COVID. So I'm spending every day, like, you know, after work, quick, let's just go grab coffee. So every day without fail, since I've met you, I've seen you. It's and like, like being in Love Island, isn't it? Like, literally, <laughs> like it was so quick and so Man. intense. And it's like, um, COVID, nothing's open. So we were forced to get to know each other. Mm. So coming out of COVID and then obviously finding out I was pregnant, like we just knew. Do you get what I mean? But the tables changed completely because it's like, right, we need to have a discussion on like moving forward, like what we're doing. I'm not ready, you're not ready. But I knew, well, this was always going to be like the father of my children. This is like my forever person. And um, yeah, it just got real. But I knew that I couldn't go to my mum and say, obviously I'm with him, I'm pregnant. Mm. And then not knowing how she was going to react, I couldn't afford to, you know, just get kids out of my house. And then there was no way that, you know, I was going to be like, come, let's go live with your mum. Because that's not serious as well. I'm having a grandchild and she's probably looking at me like, you look can't even like find your own place. So it was all systems go, wasn't it? It was that like house we wins, um, dealing with like me being pregnant. I'm having to hide that. I think 16 weeks. 
Yeah, I hid like my pregnancy free, living at home. Wow. And um obviously I'm going through like, you know, little pains here and there. And I can't talk to anyone. So I'm like coming home after work, baggy jumpers, calling Matthew. He can't come and be there for me. So like stressful. Um and then I think every time we were like meeting up now, we're just doing house viewing after house viewing after house viewing to the point where I was like, I'm done. Like it's never gonna happen. I give up. And then you sort of had to take the reins on that. And then by the grace of God, we found somewhere. Um, I remember shopping, furnishing the whole place and then going home, having a conversation with my mum. It obviously went however it went. I've come out of the house, but just knowing that we was going into our own space um, was a lot easier for me. But we were fortunate and I feel like a lot of people don't have that in my position. Like you know, to even go and save up enough money to get somewhere mm. where they're so heavily, like, you know, reliant on their parents, you know, every time you get a wage, your mum's checking your waist, okay, where's your money going, checking your bank accounts. Mm. And my mum wasn't like that. Oh, thank God. Um, so I was able to do that. But I can imagine how scary it would be. Imagine you didn't and you're having to sit there and just tell your mum, like, mum, that this is the situation. And then, you know, I think from my experience and people that I know who've been in similar situations, not with like a black guy, but even like with a Pakistani Muslim guy, mm. quick cool, like, you know, the imam rounds, you're getting married, that's it. Mm. You can't bring shame on a family. So... That word shame. And that's what it is. And I think it's a lot of it is just to do with like, well, what people going to say? Yeah. What's your dad's older brother who's in Pakistan? Don't know, like, you know, my middle name, don't know my birthday, nothing. But you're worried about what he's going to say. And I think that's what I couldn't get my head around, especially because my mum's born in this country and like we've always had like a good relationship. But it was in that moment where I thought, although you were born here and I felt like we was on a similar wavelength, like your traditions are your traditions and you stand by that and that's who you are as a person. So I couldn't even be mad because that's all you've known in it. So I was like, it's a lot to take in. You know, I'm your firstborn like I'm your daughter and obviously you know I've gone and got myself <clears throat> pregnant with a guy who's not from Pakistan so I think I was quite like I don't want to say like understanding but I got where she was coming from so I couldn't even like hate on her and I think I explained that to you so you were sort of like aware as well like you wasn't like yeah well why's your mum being like that and just going off on one and I think that's what I needed at the time as well. Well, I think it did, it did help that we had the convo in the beginning because I think we almost prepared ourselves for it from early. Like, mm. cool. I'm not Muslim. I'm not Pakistani. How's your mum going to take it? She's going to take it that way. Are you, like, would, are you happy to deal with it if it goes that way? Mm. You are, okay, I am too, cool. And then we just took it from there. So we kind of made the decision, if it goes that way, we're ready for it from earlier. But we hadn't planned in the fact that we're having a baby. Yeah. So I think that just threw <laughs> like a massive spanner in the works. Yeah, like, and I think... Babies will do that, but still. Honestly, because we was planning. Okay, cool. So September is where we're going to like move out we're gonna look we've like even done a budget this is how much I'm bringing in this is how much you're bringing it was fun do you know what I mean and then September happened yes we was in our own place but because 
I feel like our hand was forced from something that was meant to be like fun and exciting. It was a case of like, we need to find somewhere to live and it wasn't fun. And mm. I was tired and we had a place that I fell through and it was just like, you know, as well as trying to deal with, I only got like a few more weeks in me before I start showing. I can't hide this no more. And so I think the panic sort of started setting. Um, obviously, I didn't want to tell my dad and I left that for my mum to deal with because that's the conversation that you don't want to have. Um, so Why think, is that, sorry? Like, so I don't really... Me and my dad's relationship wasn't great anyway. Um, so for me, like the most important thing was that my mum, she's always been my mum and my dad. So not that I don't owe you nothing, but you haven't given me enough for me to come to you and do you, do you know what I mean that like, it's none of your business at this point mm. also though my dad is old school but like to the point where I think that's why we clashed as well so my dad in the ideal world 16 finished school let's take her back to Pakistan I've got some relatives marry them bring them over tie your hair in one plait stay at home cook clean that's what you should be doing and I remember me even going to college <sighs> was a fight in the house and it was a case of okay cool so she's gone college she needs to be home at like five o'clock I'm thinking like what world do you live in and it was just like I think the culture shock between me and him was massive anyway and we were never like a traditional house you know my mum was like the main breadwinner he didn't like that he didn't have that sort of control mm. so yeah like you know also my mum's giving him two daughters where's my son because the sons are like, you know, what, like way up there. It's just like a weird situation to be in. But I think, like my dad, like straight, he goes to me. I remember the last thing he said to me was, you know, if I die, don't you dare come to my funeral. Wow. I just looked at the man and thought, you thought I was coming to your funeral? I was so <laughs> fed up at that point. And I was just like, I don't even, like I shouldn't even have having this conversation with you, if I'm being mm. real. And, um, it got to the point where I thought, let him say anything or try to do anything in it. Like, you was, you was obviously waiting for me to have that conversation to come pick me up in it. And I was like, I was trying to avoid him because I thought if there's anything that's going to like blow up, it's going to be the interaction between me and him. Mm. Um, and I remember like, that's the last thing he said. And I was like, you know what? Like, like I'm gone. Bye. And I remember walking out and I don't, like to this day, like I'm, don't it's come across really I couldn't care less what the man has to think or say Listen, or what that's he your thinks truth, about man. me. But my mom, like that bond me in it. And I think with the pregnancy, I just threw myself into that. And it was okay, cool, we've got a baby coming, so plan, plan, plan. I didn't even have time to like compute what had happened, the conversations. I haven't got my family no more. It's only until I had him and you've gone back to work and now I'm left with this baby and I don't know what I'm doing. And I just broke down. I was like, I just want my mum. And I probably could have reached out to her, but there was a lot of like pride from my side because it was like, how can you just X me out? Like, you've always told me that I'm the most important thing in your life. You'll do anything for your daughters. Yet here I am, like baby, and like you're nowhere to be seen. And I think I started to convince myself that like, yeah, do you know what? Like, on all of them, like I got this, that like Matthew, my baby, that's my family. But I think you can see how much it was affecting me. And I think only now coming out of it, looking back, I was thinking, yeah, I wasn't 
I couldn't. I don't know how I dealt with it. Do do you even even your 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 you said you got a sister? Mm-hmm. So older, younger, younger. So what about her? Do she you... was there on board from the beginning. I remember. <laughs> so we were just like chilling, and I was like, Zara, like I'm pregnant, and she was just like, okay, but she'd met you, so like it wasn't as if I was hiding that from. Do you know what I mean? But equally, she's my younger sister. So for me, you're meant to come to me with your problems. I shouldn't be offloading to you in it. So she wasn't a, like the person I was going to. But even like, like throughout, she was always there, popping around, spending time. She was really like one of the first people to come see me after I had the baby. I love that, but you're not my mum. And well, I think that's sorry, just person. just because I wanted to know, is she sneaking out? To do that, like to 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 be involved with you guys, is she having to mm-hmm. to not tell the parents as well? So I even cracked a joke in it. I was like, um, so <laughs> there's a place um up my roads where Matthew used to come meet me, and they've called it Matthew's Point because they know that's where Matthew used to come pick stuff up. <laughs> um, so it was even funny. Like I was having to drop now my sister. I was having to drop her off to Matthew's point because, oh, God forbid, like anyone in the family sees me and I don't want to put her in that position. And she was sneaking out. I remember not telling anyone, oh, that she's coming to see me. And I was thinking, I'm your sister. Like, I'm like, I'm not your man that you're having to hide. And I think, but because I had no one, cool. I'm going to take that. Like, if I get to see you for a few hours, no one has to know and that's how it has to be. Like, let's do it. Mm. How is it? Does does she does she tell you how it is for her? Like or like I can only imagine there must be mad pressure for her now because like if she comes up with another Matthew, it's gonna be like I, I paved the way for her. So she went <laughs> and um, you know her boyfriend Indian. They're married now, living life. But if obviously Matthew was Pakistani and I'd got married to him and we was living life, there's no way in hell my dad would have let or my mom, not my mom, but mom and dad would have let that marriage run and um they all quite jokes about it now like yeah thanks for that like because of you and it's like yeah i had to go for all of this just so you could be happy but i take that it was a lesser it was a lesser of a uh... yeah at least you know like he's brown like mm. with the right shade of brown mm. um from like you know right continent cool you can deal with that <laughs> but me <laughs> I, I, and for you matthew like I want you to like kind of tell us, just tell us your your viewpoint about this because obviously from from the gist of what I'm hearing now, like kind of on your side, it was it was all cool, like or not all cool, but you know the families they're not against it. So it, for you, how was yeah, how was it dealing with with all of that? Especially, and I really want to mention this. Like sometimes I feel like we're just so used to I don't want to say rejection, but you know, like people judging us mm. to be like, hey, I don't want you in this family like I, I I was dating a a Pakistani and white girl when I was in Bournemouth that was like my my first proper relationship should I say and you know the, the dad I probably said it on the pod before but I never forget the first day I met him like he did he wasn't rude in the way of like his his words or what he said mm-hmm. it was just like I, I greeted everybody and he just decided not to like engage with me like he kind of shook my hand but no words, no nothing, yeah. and just went off. And then I tried to talk to him again, and he was just a bit standoffish. And then when I spoke to my ex at the time, I was just like, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I, I wasn't even that I, I, I wasn't even worried that I wanted his approval because yeah. he's her, her mom was so nice <laughs> it almost like it just trumped everything she was like oh don't worry about him you know that that's the type of energy she was given but in the end he ended up coming to me and telling me that he he was he's he's Kenyan and he he's, he's Pakistani but he's born in Kenya and that some Nigerian shoulders uh, soldiers ran up in his house I think they did something really traumatic maybe they killed somebody that he knew and he's just always felt this thing when he hears Nigeria and that was his issue with me initially but then he said when you met me it's cool it's good so I just want to say the judgement sometimes like, how, how did you deal with it overall or yeah I mean from my side obviously my my parents my brother aunties whatever they're all cool mm. but I think the struggle for me was Obviously, you have an idea of what it's going to be like bringing a child into the world and what the family setup's going to be like. Obviously, we'd all want both sets of grandparents involved. We'd all want like, it to be equal on both sides of the family in terms of the influence or whatever. So it was mm. hard for me to see, cool, like, Saf's had my child. My mum's coming round. My aunties are coming round. But obviously her family aren't coming around. So it's like, obviously I feel for her. But it's, I don't know, it was it was a weird, in terms of how I felt, it's weird to explain because it's you almost feel like a bit of guilt. Like, I almost felt bad that my mum was coming around so much. Oh, what, like, that is more, it's so positive. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like I almost felt guilty. You know, it's, it was weird, isn't it? So I feel like. I think. Your mum was amazing. And I don't think I could have got through what obviously we went through if I didn't have her. Like, pick up my phone now, call your mum and we can have a conversation. And I think just having that gave me that sense of like, that's my maternal like, figure now. And, you know, probably haven't thanked your mum enough for being there. And she probably doesn't know how much like I needed her there at the time. But it was, yeah, like... Naturally, I see like, you know, Khalil running to her, super happy, comfortable. And I'm thinking, mm. like, oh, like, mom, like, I know you've got so much love to give this child, mm. but because you're stuck in your ways. And I think when I had him, my whole mindset changed, especially when I knew that my sister was getting married and she was happy. And I thought, there is no way that my child is coming around anyone that based on, you know, um, like who he is, it's going to be a problem or you're going to treat my child any different because he's got black in him to like my sister who's got, you know, Asian race. And I thought, that's it, I'm done. And I think I was so strong on that. But then obviously I'm surrounded by your people in it a lot. So that's not even just your family, friends. And it almost become like, I'm now entering into Matthew's world. So I'm so far detached from like, my people, even my friends, I stopped talking to them. I didn't want to be around them, but I did. But subconsciously, you know, I'm into like your world. And I remember it was so overwhelming. So now I've got, you know, Matthew telling me, oh, we're going, this one's barbecue. I'm going to pop to this one's house. And it was draining and I was sad. And um caused a lot of fights with us. I'm thinking like, everyone's just in my space. I like, just leave me alone. And um, it's not to say that they were horrible, it just made me, I think that's when it, you know, affected me and that's when I am crying now and that's when I'm, you know, messaging my mum now. Like me and my mum are going like back and forth on WhatsApp 
And the things I'm saying, I know they're horrible, but I had so much anger and I couldn't understand, especially being a mum, like looking at my child thinking there's nothing this child can do that's ever going to make me reject him or he can't come to me or him to feel like he's got no one. I would never put anyone through that. And I thought the one person that's meant to have me in life, that's what you've done to me. So, and I think it even affected our relationship. Like, I'm looking at you, you're telling me, yeah, I love you. And I'm, and I'm thinking, um, no, you're a liar. Like, it's just words. Do you remember? And I was like, it's just words with you. But that was because of the rejection that I got from her. It was like, well, how can, you know, the one person that's meant to have me, love me unconditionally, just up and left me. So what makes you different? And I think that's when you intervened and you're like, stop fighting with her. Just message your mum. Mm. You even said, give me your mum's number. I will be that bridge for you guys. Okay. And, and, and um, at that stage, is it like you you, you had a relationship or you just meant like, that's what I'll do for you? I'd, I'd never spoken to uh, okay. my mum at this point. Okay. But I was always on the thing of, everyone needs their mum in it. Like, mm. If there's a relationship that can be fixed between someone and their mum, I will always be a positive influence on that. Mm. I, will, I will never be sitting there saying, when you needed her, she weren't there, the on her, we got this. The, I, that was never my thing. So I was always adamant, like, give it time. She might just need time. Mm. Might need a year, two years, three years. It might not feel great now, but mm. 10 years down the line, you can look back and see your grand, your child with their grandmother. It will all be worth it, isn't it? So I was, I just try to stay positive in terms of whatever I would say to her and mm. never try and fan the fire, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I can understand what Matthew was saying earlier about like the guilt and stuff like that because it's like, you know, seeing his, like, or like seeing your mom, friends, family, it's like you're fully fulfilled. Mm. Like you're looking at you like, yeah, like my family, everyone's involved. Like, mm. like this is, this is the dream, isn't it? But then you're like, but then you look to the left and then you see something, you're like, oh my days. Like, it's just like a reminder. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, like, you know, like, it's, yeah, like, you know, just grinning teeth and then you're just like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just a reminder. Like, so I can understand it because you're fully fulfilled. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's involved. Everyone's happy. Like, ah, but yeah. at, at the same time, obviously she's missing out from her family. Bro. Yeah. But I saw it as I was missing out as well. Because mm. I want to see their family. child happy with all of his family. Do you know mm. I want him to laugh and play with my mom and her mom, mm. my brother and her sister. Mm. So it's not like it was ideal for me just because my family was on board. I, I always and I rate that. It, I rate that. It affects, like me and her, we're one in it. So mm. if it affects her, it affects me. Mm. So yeah, it was always until your mom come back in the picture, it always didn't feel right for me. Okay. Uh, and I really, honestly, I genuinely rate that because in my mind, I'm seeing it as, yeah, you could just see it as, hey, you know what? Your family, they're not onto me. You know, you, just forget them. You know, like they're not supporting you. Forget them. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not saying that's, you know, I wouldn't say what you're saying, but I'm just on the outside looking in. I just might be just on the Okay, you know what? Go where you're appreciated. You're saying your family ain't on to you. Your mom ain't calling. Da, 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 da. All right, cool. Let it go and keep it moving. But with what you're saying, it, it actually, you still, it still makes sense to, it's like a whole piece. You want, you do want 
your mom if, and everyone else to be involved. And one also, that's what the, not the beauty, but like the power of obviously your two mm-hmm. cultures coming together. Like your son is still a part of the Pakistan heritage. Yeah. So no matter what, even if you, everything was all good on the Ghanaian side, I always feel with someone's identity, they always want to know who they are. So that was a big struggle for me though. Um, I think because there was so much pressure on me, I think anyway, obviously not having my family involved, mm. I didn't want your family to think, well, the mother of our grandchild, she ain't got no values, no nothing. Family's not important to her because mm. she's left them to be with you. And what is she going to teach our grandchild? So there was trying to integrate with them as like much as I could. And, you know, make sure that Khalil had that relationship with them. But then equally, it was just like, I've got no one on my side to teach this boy about what it's like to be Pakistani. And I'm not heavily involved in that music. The culture, the food I'm there for, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I can do that, but I want him to, you know, learn a couple phrases. And all I had around me was obviously my sister, who's exactly like me. And then um, a very good friend of mine. So I'm telling her, like, I beg you, like, can you just teach him how to speak the language properly? Like, I just need you to be heavily in his life because I've got just me to do that. And I can't do it on my own. I can't look at you to now teach him how to be Pakistani. Mm. But he was so obviously immersed in his Ghanaian culture. And I love that. But it was just like, I'm not like from a culture I'm not white in it where it's like no like as in you know the that dishes like chicken tikka masala like do you get what I mean like we've got strong strong roots and I didn't want him to think you know like he's got just one side I wanted him to feel like no your whole package like you come from two strong cultures and embrace that mm. um and I think yeah it was just it was just like a lot and I think I'm thankful now that my mum is in our life. So she can give that to him. And, you know, he knows that, obviously. But saying that, though, I think the culture shock wasn't different. It wasn't, like, crazy, sorry. So everything that you grew up with, like, that's exactly how it was in my household. A lot of similarities. Exactly. But because you're just sort of stopping at the fact that he's black, you don't even want to go into that. You don't even want... You have your perception. You don't want to know, actually... Like, we're so, so similar. And if you could just break that wall down and get to know, like, or give, like, a care enough to know the other person's culture, you see how similar you guys are. You know, I wanted to touch on to that. So, like, how how does your mum come back into the picture? Like, what what was the story of that? You know, because that's, you know, that's that's an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a milestone touched um, and again like for anyone listening you know how does that work out like like what happened like how is that how was that possible so I think obviously she knew I was pregnant I think she thought I wasn't going to cope and my phone's going to ring in a minute and she's going to need like you know a cop something do you know what I mean or she's going to have the baby and it never come and that's because I think I just had too much pride at that point I was like cool you've you know I'm quite if you've done something to Matthew basically you've done something to me like you said in it so 
if you're like you're either with us or you're against us and that's how I see it so I have no problem cutting people off and just focusing on my new family so um she that was going back and forth um obviously the conversation never happened I made sure that I had everything like in place in it in terms of like my child was doing good I didn't need nothing so now when you're messaging my phone trying to do this whole like I'm so upset and I don't care like I'm a mum now like my sole focus is on like my child Mm. and she just said one thing and I just I don't know what happened I just switched so I flung a picture of my child in the group chat and I was like well do you know what actually that's fine this is what you're missing out on he's like the happiest healthiest like baby in the world all he knows is love and if you don't want to be a part of his life you gotta live with that like we're happy over here mic drop and then she literally just messaged back saying right we need to meet tonight drop the location so now I'm thinking like what so now I'm panicking calling you and I'm like uh my mum wants to meet me tonight but I'm not gonna go because how are you asking to meet me but she's still not asking to meet you Matthew that's not right Matthew there like Saf, just shush just go take a little just you know get that initial meeting over the way whatever happens will happen Matthew's a real one still no honestly and I say this to you all the time like you could have quite easily that's what I mean being like to me if they've got a problem with me and who I am then yeah we don't want them part of life I don't want that around my son if you want to maintain a relationship with your mum do that but he wasn't and I think I was more like that if anything in the relationship I was like no what they disrespected you no they disrespected me I'm not talking to no one we got this me and you said at the end of time and I'm just thinking back like if he was like to me yes I feel right there would be no like relationship with me, my mum, relationship with her and her grandchild. So you gotta thank you for that. That's a big one. Yeah, man. Real talk, real talk. I think that's that's on a serious one, that's real maturity, bro. Like that's real maturity. Like and you know, all I can all I can as I'm looking at it, I'm listening to what you're saying, I'm just thinking, wow, like that's that's a lot, man. That's a lot to to take in. Even I feel like words are so powerful. I can just imagine how she felt when she saw that. And look at this child, a beautiful child that's raised with love. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a part of this. Like we were working like our fingers to the bone. Like I was like, there's no way in hell that we're asking anyone for anything. To this day, I don't think we've ever had to go to nowhere. No one's had to buy my child nappies. No one's had to buy it. him clothes. He's patterned. Even if it means that, you know, it goes three, four months, we haven't, like look after like myself I ain't bought nothing for myself but no one can ever have chat that my son's dirty he's not raised right you know you didn't have your mum there so you know we expect him to be like unruly no and I think because we had that from the get-go and people could see that in us I could throw that picture in there with chess and be like we're good and you're either missing out like don't come knocking on my door 10 years later trying to build a relationship he ain't gonna know who you are and How I was that first meeting, sorry? It was, to be fair, like, she was just all over my child. It was, come here, like, hugs, kisses. Oh, my gosh, she's so cute. How's there your son reacting? He, he was tiny, innit? Oh. Like, How old was he? He must have been, like, three months. Oh, early, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think, for me, I was quiet. I'm not saying nothing because we need to have a conversation. Like, you've still rejected me mm. and I'm your daughter so and I remember her like you know 
we need to like move forward with this. Like I want to come around. I want to meet Matthew. And I was like, well, I'll let you know in it. Like that's a conversation that me and him need to have. Up until that point, she didn't even know your name. So, and I had to say that to her. I was like, do you even know his name? Do you know where he works? Do you know if he's treating me right? I was like, all these questions that you'd expect like a mum to ask, have you even done that? And she was just like, no, it's not that. It was just such a shock to the system. And I was like, yeah, but you've had how many months now to reach out and you chose not to in it. And I was like, had I not reached out, would this even be happening? So I think the first meeting wasn't great. There was a lot of like hurt from my side, I think. She was hurt on her side. But because we had the baby, it was a distraction in it. Then obviously she wanted to come round. And I remember saying to her, um, yeah, that's fine, you can come round, but it's Matthew's house. So he's going to be there. So I'm not, don't expect me to now tell him to go out, do what he has to do. Because that was one of the things you like, do you want me to go? So it's just you guys. I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And then you guys had a chat. Yeah, she was calm with me. <laughs> she but loves you now. Her, she was cool. 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 <laughs> I, could, I could ring her, text her right now. Yeah. I beg you, can you cook something for me for me to pick up on Sunday? Should we do it? It's on our way, And I'm Noriel. And we're from the Black Card Talks. You're listening to the Give Me Five Minutes podcast. And you can listen to GM5M every Sunday, 9pm. Because at the start, I did want to ask this, but I thought, let me, let me hear you guys. What, 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 what do you think that is? Like, because in a way, is it like... It's like, what's the point? Like, I mean, like, the child's already born now. Yeah. Like, it's like... I, I, I will say this. I... I you see the when I was dating this Bangladesh girl, one thing that I even said to her, so I was like, "Wait, you're telling me you I could I could come to your house right now, and you know everyone's cool with it." Now she mentioned she goes, "The only person that might be a bit funny is her dad." She goes, hey, "Everybody else, my mum would would love it, like do whatever." And I always used to think, so maybe is it more, you know, the men have their views. And then maybe some of the women, they don't feel that way, but obviously that's her husband and she's riding with him because how is it that she just flipped the coin like that? Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah, but mothers are like that though, isn't it? Like, I mean, like, this is like, from my point of view, I know you guys can answer this, like, but from my from my point of view, like, this is the grandchild now, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's almost just like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. You already got the house. You already live in there. The child's already born. It's like, just like what Saf said, you got to kind of, you really have to look into the future. There is no point coming in 18 years saying, you know what, yeah, like we actually want to meet the, you know, there's mm-hmm. no point. Like that's a, that's a difficult conversation to have. Like you look kind of silly as well. You know what I mean? When you've had all the time in the yeah. world, like it's a really silly one. So you just have to bite the bullet and like, you're just going to have to enjoy it and you're just going to have to get on with it. Like, and you're just going to have to do it. So, um, not like, for what it sounds like, like your, like your dad hasn't met your son or anything no. like that. So it's like, he can do his thing, innit? Like, like, like there's no point. Like the mom's making the wiser choice in my, in my opinion. Like it's just easier mm-hmm. to live your life like that, actually. You know what I mean? Like there's no point of, like, it's just, it's already done. It would have been different if if Saf had gone to your mother and said, I'm thinking of yeah. having a child with Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I'm already set. I'm thinking of moving in with him. They would have been like, nope, nope, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. it's already done now. Like, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's like, it's, it's the equivalent of screaming at the wall, you know? Mm. Like, it's the equivalent of screaming at the wall. And also as well, there is something that I would say as well that, that I've, that I've realised as, as I've got older as well. 
is that is that realization, you know, I'm not, I haven't got any children yet, but it's that realization of my child is now independent. Mm. So that I know I'm the, I, I know I'm the parent here, but my word doesn't really have anything to do now, isn't it? Like, like mm. there's no, and that's, and that's kind of what I've kind of, I think like you, you kind of touched on. There isn't like, oh, you need me for like a little 20 pound here. <laughs> you like, like you need some nappies. It's just like fully independent. So whether I like it or not, life is still going on. Mm. Whether I like it or I don't like it, you gotta adjust to this. Is, is it? Is it's for it's for me to adjust, not for you to adjust to me. Like, uh, like as the mother here, like it's not like you gotta adjust to me as the mother. I now need to adjust to your life because it's going whether I like it or not. I need to now find a way to fit in. You know what I mean? Before the train leaves, yeah, because the train is going. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to go. As the years tick on. Train's been going, innit? Yeah. Like, like, the train's been going. So like, I need, I need you to need to jump, jump on. on. Like, I need to yeah. jump on now and be a part of this journey. Because before it's before it's too late, like, 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 yeah. like you can't come in 15 years. It's, it's too long. These times, the train's already gone way, way. You've missed so, so many stops. You're not catching up. Yeah, like you're not gonna catch so, up, man. So, uh, that's what I was trying to say. So, like, it's like it just sounds like your mum made the like the best choice to just say, you know what, whatever. Like, it's gonna take time, but let's just get involved. It's similar thing, like your sister. Is it in like on the low type of thing? Like, she hasn't told your dad well, no, that she's she... married. That living with him, like they've done. No, no, sorry, mum. Does as has when mum met met your met your son? Yeah. Does dad know that mum's come out? Mum's met everyone. So I think initially, I don't, do you know what, to be fair, I don't have a relationship with my dad, so I don't ask about him. She'll never bring him up to me. So mm. I don't know to this day, like if he even knows he has a grandchild. I don't know if they've had that conversation, wow. but I made it very evident to um, Claire, sorry, to her at the beginning that you can have a relationship, like your mum at call. But unfortunately, my child won't be stepping foot in your house while he's there. I don't agree with his actions and what he's on and I'm not trying to expose my child to that like it's bad enough that we had to go through certain things mm. point blank put my foot down on that so I don't know the conversations that they've had I don't know if he knows do you know what I mean I know he knows we talk mm. because I think when we started talking I remember calling my mum like early morning or like when she's at work and oh my gosh I can't call her at six o'clock she might be home and then it got to a point I'm thinking like you're my mum so I called and I was like why can't I call you? She's like, who's told you you can't call me at six o'clock? I was like, yeah, but I feel like you're hiding me. And when you're now meeting me, like, are people aware? She's like, everyone knows. Your nan's constantly asking about you, telling you, you know, what come through. Your uncles know, like, they've seen pictures. They want to meet him. And I think, I was like, oh, okay. But I think I didn't want to ask too much because in case everyone was sort of like against it, I didn't want to hear that negativity or go through the emotions again. But yeah, just pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, like it just sounds like, yeah, like it just, that's just what it sounds like. Like Matthew, like, like what do you think like in terms of that dynamic? Like, I mean, I, I guess you two both agree on it, but in terms of like, you got to get on board now basically or like. I, I just think whatever your reasoning for not wanting your daughter to do something, in her life, whatever you're worried about, whatever fears you have, once you see your daughter and your grandchild are living fine, they're looked after, mm. you're, she's not with someone that's treating her bad, he's got his stuff together. Mm. At that point, it's like, what, what, what are you worried about now? Do you know what I mean? 
You've, she's actually done her job. She's mm. raised you right. That, that's 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 the main thing. Like you got someone credible, and mm. you know you're. But that's what I think I said to her. I was like, obviously in the initial meeting, I was like, I could be living with anyone. I could get, you know, I could be getting beaten up every day because you just heard that. Obviously, his name is Matthew. He's from Ghana. That was enough for you to be like, right, you're on your own. I was like, who's to say that I wasn't going for all of that, and you wasn't there for me. And I was like, in actual fact, like, this is his job. You know what I mean? Like, he provides. <clears throat> and like now she'll have conversations with me and she's like, well, make sure you go home and cook dinner or make sure you're doing this for Matthew because he look after you guys so much. And she'll be calling him and telling him like, you know, make sure she does this, this, this for you because you work so hard. If he's got like a cough, oh, like, do you need anything? And I'm thinking like, it's a grown man. But it's like, why has it taken for all of that fallout to happen for you to even reach that do you know what I mean that mm, point reach that point and like I wouldn't wish that on anybody and I think people underestimate how strong we are as a couple to even be together now because I feel like along the way you could have think you could have thought well if that's how your family view like me forget this do you know what I mean like your <clears throat> your son even do you know, and I was like to my mum point blank I was just like when the questions come and my child wants to ask me well why is my nan you know on my mum's like your side mum like not involved I would tell her point blank she didn't agree with her dad well not agree with dad she didn't agree with you know my choice of partner you know he was a Ghanaian and that's why like point blank that's why you don't have a relationship with her and then imagine telling like a little nine year old boy like yeah you're grandma has an issue with your dad being black she felt so I'm gonna say she felt dumb but you know you could just see her face like thinking like oh my gosh and I think until I had like sort of broken it down for her she didn't realize obviously the consequences like of her actions as much so the point now we're like it's like talking to a different woman so I think it's just about just educating our community like we need to start breaking barriers like we even on your side, like when we was looking at places to go, I remember your dad saying, oh, don't go Ilford and don't go to Walthamstow. There's so many Pakistani people there. You guys are going to be targeted as a couple. And I think his concern was for you. Like you're a black man with Pakistani girl and the community is just going to see you and it's just going to be super, super long for us. I was thinking, I never thought of that. But it's interesting to see how like on the flip side, mm. that that was a thought that your dad is going through. And you can't have my grandchild there. So it's just about breaking that. And obviously I'm not saying that run away from home and, you know, cut your family off. But I knew with you straight away in it that this was it. And I think I've said it a thousand times. Like, I feel like we were put in each other's life for a reason, like greater than us. And I feel because I had that feeling in me, it just made sense to pursue it. But you just have to you just have to know. And it's tough. But not every situation's like ours, is it? You could go tell your mum and live an amazing life and not have to go through the hardships that we went through. And I pray that people in similar situations don't have to. But it isn't easy. And that's why I think I take offense to Asian girls that are with um even black guys thinking like, oh yeah, like we're the same and I'm getting high fives and we're going to have like mixed babies and your baby's hair is so cute. 
And I'm thinking like after everything we've been through, it's such an insult for you to think that, you know, I just wanted a mixed race kid or like I've joined this club now of Asian girls being with, do you know what I mean? And mm. it's like, we actually had take away like race and culture and everything else. We got each other as people. Like you said, like we grew up in London and we have a culture, mm. you know, music, things we watch on TV, like things that you did in school. And I can go back like, oh my gosh, do you remember this, this, this? And that's just growing up from, like growing up in our areas. And I've seen couples that maybe down the line where the girl might want a black man because it's like trendy or cool or whatever her reasons are. Used to ain't got no chat like for each other. Like, you know, when you can tell that they're like miles apart and the only thing keeping them together is their neck and that's when I lose patience for it. Like don't, yeah. Like, like, like what's your like message to um people that are like in your situation like or like or like women that are in your exact situation like they're with somebody that is not from the culture not even the same religion and they're like they're they're seeing them like they're dating them Mm -hmm. and they're like okay it's gonna have to come to a point where you know what I mean I I would say first of all I would say I would just say one thing to, to add into that is just like probably it'd be good to have the conversation with the person as soon as, mm-hmm. you know, like, look like if X, Y, Z, if you haven't had the conversation, have the conversation. But other than that, um, like, what, what would you say the advice would be like? And that's, from, and that's a question for both of you. I think I'd say make sure that you're 110% sure on the person. And it's, is it worth, because you know, it's going to be a long, long road ahead of you. Mm. So are you both strong enough? Are you both on the same page? Because you're going to get, you know, objections from all over. As long as you can like remain strong and united, do it. And I think you don't know someone enough as well until you've been through real life stuff together. And I think we're lucky in a way where we went through all of the... We've been through like all the tough stuff, but we're as strong as we can be and we're ready to like move forward. <clears throat> I would just say that make sure that you know that in the moment before you even take that leap, because why would you bring your parents in and why would you expose yourself to all of that if you're not sure on a person or if two months down the line you're thinking, actually, mm-mm. and just don't rush it. I think just take your time. I think get to know each other, be open and honest with it. If you're both on board, then then do it, it gets better. How about you, Matthew, like, in terms of, like, like, what would you say people, like, in terms of advice and stuff like that, like, same question. So I think the most important thing is trust and honesty, I'd say, in terms of if you're smart enough to have the conversation early on, you still have to trust what the person's telling you. Mm. Mm. Like, I could, I could have said to Seth, do you know what? Don't worry. Don't watch that. I'll convert. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. And not really mean it. Years later, we're in the situation and now I'm being iffy, not wanting... Do you, do you get me? I was going to take the Shahara, man. You know what I mean? You feel me? <laughs> it's, like, it's like you have to, you have to really trust each other mm. and really be open to having uncomfortable conversations mm. from the jump so you know you're on the same page. Mm. And you have to know... 
like yeah, you just you just have to be confident in you two's relationship. That if you take away support systems, everything else, is this still the person I want to be with? Am I? Can I live the rest of my life with this person through mm. hard times, no support, whatever? If the answer after that is yes, then go through. It probably won't even be as bad as you think it will be. Mm. But at least, at least be aware of what you're, you might have to deal with, I think. Don't, but like, don't proper think about it because it's all well and good. Obviously, from the get-go, we had a conversation. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm with you. And if people ain't on board, that's fine. And then it got to the point where I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is getting real. Like, I remember you dropping me off to have that conversation with my mum. I'm all stuttering. I'm sitting there, like, moving, going to make a cup of tea, like, bringing myself up to have a conversation. And I think it was so... Like, I blacked it out. Like, I actually do not remember how I even, like, built up the courage to say what I had to say, what her reaction was, because it was just awful. And then I'm just left out on the street. So it's like... Yeah, on paper, it's fine. Actually putting it into motion, I think you have to be super, super, super strong and be willing to, you know, deal with like possible, like worst case scenario. Like just take it there. And it's like, if you feel that you guys can make it through that, by all means do it. If you think it's going to get to a point where actually when push comes to shove, like I can't give up my family for you, don't put him through that or don't put her through that. Mm. You know, like it's interesting because I don't forget that there was like, um, like obviously for listeners of the show, like I used to do Uber back in the day, and um, I never I, I had a conversation with um, one lady, and uh, she was Muslim, and the guy that she was seeing was Hindu, and um, she was like, yeah, like we met, yeah, it was all good, it's all great, everything's all fine, like yeah, he's gonna meet my mom and everything like that. I remember I was like, yeah, like that sounds really good, isn't it? And she was like, yeah, like we're gonna, everything was all planned in terms of like, yeah, like we're gonna, go, like we're gonna get married next year, and then like, yeah, obviously like then start having children and everything. Like that. I said, boy, like you guys have got it really planned and stuff like that. I was like, oh, and I just asked one question. I remember I was just like, yeah, so like when the kid's born, like um. Like what? What religion is he gonna grow up with? And she and she was just, just and she 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 just paused and was just like, "We've never spoken about that." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And she was like, "Oh my days." She was like, "We've never actually spoken about that." And I was like, "So what would you like for your child?" She was like, "Yeah, I would like my child to grow up Muslim." I was like, "Yeah, but how about him?" And he's mm-hmm. like, I, "I don't know what he thinks." I was like, "Wow." <laughs> I said, boy, you, you may want to have that conversation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I was just like, I find it interesting that, because like what's I've saying, you know, like with the planning and stuff like that, but it's just that they, for that for that example, they didn't go all the way through. Mm. Like everything else sounded planning like parents, oh, they're, they're two different cultures. Yeah, my mom's fine with it. Or like my dad's okay with it. So they had gone through that hurdle. Mm. They're going through the whole, everything, everything sounded like it was great. And I was just asking just because I was curious. <laughs> but... That, that hadn't actually been discussed or something. So it's, again, like just to um, champion what both of you are saying, like it's about having these conversations, and it's not just one conversation. I'm guessing, like it's yeah, just 100%. many, plenty, like real drilling down. You know what I mean? Of like, look, like if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, let's even, you know what I mean? Like, what side of the bed are we gonna sleep on? You know what I mean? Literally, if you're taking <laughs> my last name, your last name, mm. is your mom gonna take him into a mosque? Is my mom gonna take him into a church? Mm. All. Everything. 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 But I feel like that's because we was pregnant. And I think had we... Like you said, like we was only planning for me and you. 
do you know what I mean? And we're living here, we're going to do this. And that. until he was born, like obviously the conversation happened about circumcision. So in my head, he was always going to get circumcised because that's what we do. Thank God you was on the same page. But imagine you wasn't or I wasn't on it. Mm. And then it's like, people don't even take that into consideration. And it's like, that's so important, I think, when it obviously comes to kids. But we hadn't thought of any of that until, you know, I'm filling out boxes now, at, you know, trying to register him at a GP surgery. And there's all these boxes that they want me to fit my child into. Like, what's his ethnicity? What's his religion? And I'm like, I'm struggling to fill this out. So I don't want him to have that identity crisis when he's older. You know, you get so many kids that are in interracial, like, you know, from interracial relationships. And you've got the mum saying, again, oh, they're here, so cute, this, that, and the other. But, you know, like, all of, like, her friends, you know, they have, like, straight hair. And she's coming home and telling me, you know, I wish I had hair like this. And I wish I had blue eyes. And the mum just laughs it off. And I'm thinking, you have such a big responsibility, you know, to raise that child and teach that child to embrace, you know, her culture, hair, everything. Do you know what I mean? And you can't even get that right. But, ugh, yeah. But you see, that's that's why I feel like you guys, you, you did it in the right way. For the fact that you had the conversations early, that's, in my opinion, even if it wasn't interracial, like, I kind of feel like that's where most people... Problem yeah, they 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 run away from that. Like, have mm-hmm. the hard conversation. Like, it's it's only going to come up anyways. So, like, it's like saying if you if you don't like certain things that are obvious. Imagine now, let's say something else. I've got some, I don't know. Like, I've got a disability on my leg or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna marry someone, and you haven't thought about that. Like, yeah, don't act like it's not obvious. To like, come on, like that's a part of me. Like. You know what I mean? Even his example of religion, I even in my mind, I'm thinking maybe they just assumed that. Oh yeah, well, I don't know. You're you're gonna take the kid this day, and I'm gonna do what I want to do that day. But I kind of feel I, I, you must have spoke about it in some way. Like, do you know what I mean? And right. you can tell, you can see with people. Some people are just scared to have a hard conversation. You tell them to you know go and, yeah go and talk to your brother about his whatever his gambling problem. Which is a big problem, man. Can't you can't even talk to him? Like, go on, go and have the chat. It, you need to have the chat. Like, I'm sorry. Mm. Do you know what I mean, and you know what? Even to throw more, 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 more salt to the not not to the wound, but recently, me and Elijah went went to like an event on Sunday, and it's something I've learned from myself that I've, I've I think I've always known, but I didn't know. But that whole thing of having a hard conversation. So it was like a games event. And one of the stations had this like card game, but this card game was was <laughs> I swear, like some of the hardest questions you ever get in your life, like was one of them. Um, how have your parents affected your your romantic relationships? Mm. What's the what is your opinion of the political landscape of African politics? You know, like just bad, just very, very, mm. you know, deep questions. And, you know, me and Elijah's there, we're talking. We're sharing our life, whatever. And I get it. Not everybody has to do what we're doing. Yeah. But I remember someone coming up reading it like, yo, this is this is too mad. Mm. I can't even I can't even contribute to this conversation. Mm. And obviously I know it's not the same, but just talking about having a hard conversation, like sometimes people overdo it. It's not as hard as you think it is. Let it out. Like, do you know what I mean? You're just keeping it in, in your mind anyways. I think it's especially early on, 
Mm. Is when it's the easiest. Yeah, before, thank you. Yeah. Too much feelings. Like, yeah. It's a wrap. <laughs> before up, before you like care for each other, mm. you can have them convos easy. Mm. Is your mom gonna accept me? Are you cool with it? You're not cool with it? Okay, later. Done. Mm. But it's like the first time that we actually met up, you was like, let's go for dinner. I was like, I don't really want to sit and commit to a dinner if I'm not feeling it. I want to be able to like just get up and go. I think that's too much pressure. So I was like, you live here, I live here, meet halfway. If I drive by, I'm not feeling it, I'm a shout, what was it? Licorice. Licorice. Likewise, you get what I mean? Like, no hard feelings. Luckily, it wasn't that. Mm. But it was just like, um, yeah, like just, I think our problem, the problem with our generation is you don't want to offend. You don't want to move too eager. You know, like, it's the first mm. thing. What are you talking about marriage for? But it's like, why else are you meeting up with someone if you don't not marriage or whatever but if you don't see you and this person going somewhere or you can like envision them being like your partner what are we doing you know what I'm laughing yeah, we, we had a we had a podcast episode based on this isn't it about like like first dates basically <laughs> where it was like look like when you're first meeting up like like, like it might for, so for me like I was like look like just be intentional like just be a look like this is what it is isn't it like yeah. or if if you're someone's on marriage but I know it was a case of like look like if you're on marriage like it's not a it's not like it's not a swear word to mention marriage on the first date if that's yeah. what you're on you're like it's not like oh if the person is not ready for it or if they feel uneasy or they feel like they need to go to the toilet because they heard the word <laughs> then it's fine isn't it like yeah. we like this is not the wrong it's the wrong person isn't it straight out the back you know what I mean? But that was my case on it, like, and stuff like that. So I was just thinking, so it's just interesting to hear that, that it's okay, like, if you were, like, I agree with it. The, I think that the main thing, even from, from the show, like, it was the intention, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I kind of feel like, not to say not to have a conversation or not to mention marriage, but whatever your case is, you go with your intention. Like, you want to date? Because... Remember, like, if, if I'm if I'm going if I if I think I'm coming out on a date because I'm looking for a wife, mm. if you're not on the same vibe, then you're not on the same vibe, innit? That that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. That's why I'm, I'm asking what I'm asking. Yeah. Same for if I think what this is, yo, we're gonna have sex or we're gonna be, you know, what I mean, we're just dating. That's my intention, and guys should know that. Do you know what I mean? And that's all it is. So it's not so much bringing it up is not an issue. It's just more for when people feel as though. Oh, you, you've met someone and obviously you two have conflicting mindsets. It's okay to just walk away and keep it moving. Whereas some people might feel like, oh, I won't mention it. I've got other intentions. However, and then it's just just a whole mix up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's where the uh, problems come in and stuff like that. And um, I wanted to ask as well, like, I mean, like, moving forward, like, like what's next for both of you? You know, like, like, like what does the future hold for... Matt and Saf. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, look, we're looking to get married and expand the family in the next oh, six years. That's, that's the sound I should have had there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking to do some things career-wise, looking to start some some businesses ourselves. So. Yeah, I think we're at a point where we've done all the sort of like growing like we've got our foundation set and now it's about how we're going to evolve and take it to the next level. And 
I think the beauty with us is we struggle together, like proper. And I think enough couples don't have that. You know, you always meet one that's like met, like maids, and maybe or <clears throat> they're both in a really good position. Like we've literally had to do it on our own. But I think that's why like you're a bit more like grateful for what you have. So it's like now, like there's no stopping us, I feel. And you're either I'm at the point where either you're backing us and you're with us and people in our lives are supporting of that. And if you're not, then bye, we're just gonna leave you there. Mm. And it's not gonna stop us that like, we don't care about opinions. People got this, this, that say people always gonna have chat. Mm. But the fact that we're on the same page and it's just like there's where we're going and I think nothing can stop us. And I love that about us. It's not that I'm on one page and he's on the other, like we have a clear plan and like you said, love one, innit? <laughs> no, like, I, even to add to that, like, I mean, like we were saying about the relationships and stuff like that, the turbulence is going to come at some point, whether you've been together for 40 mm. years, it doesn't matter. Even if it's in the year 39, something's going to happen where you're going to get tested. So even if it's been nice, smooth, plain sailing, 100%. Like, it's going to come, whether it's year one, year five, year 28, it doesn't matter. So that's when you're really going to know like what this is about and you're right actually like yeah like imagine being with someone for like damn near 15 years mm. and then when the hardship happens you're like raw like this is actually mad like but because it's been smooth sailing so in a way like it's always good that you got it out of the way like 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 from the bat and then you've done it because really and truly it's almost kind of like like correct me if I'm wrong it's almost just like like there's nothing else that can really shake the foundation kind of a thing. It's but already, if anything yeah. does sort of come up, the things that we've had to deal with as a couple, I can't see anything that's going to pop up now that I feel that we struggle with. I think if anything, it's made us stronger Yeah. to even like, there's pe- like couples around us where you ain't been through anything. And obviously not in, not to be rude in it, but you just know you're not the strongest. If any tiny thing happens, you know what I mean? Like, you guys ain't going to make it. And that's not to say that, like, we're, like, you know, we've gone clear and, like, you know, we're gurus in this. But it's just, like, take your time, have the conversations, get to know who you're with. And I think at our age, it's that case of, like, oh, I'm getting to, like, 30 plus. Women, my biological clock's ticking, so I need mm. to have a kid. So I'm going to quickly, whatever, guys think in general, all my boys are like settled down. There's no one to go out with on a Friday. <laughs> Let me just find a woman. And I think forget about time, forget about what people are telling you and just make sure that it's right for you and the person you're with. Just nothing else really anyone can say. Uh, uh. Alright. Alright. Well, um, yeah, before we go, I'll quickly just we'll we'll just spend ten minutes on this, but um I'll just do the five minutes. And uh considering we have uh parents in the building. This might be a a, a, a a basically a point of interest. So see what everyone thinks of it. So I'm going to do the five minutes now. Your five minutes start now. All right. Basically, I saw an article about a couple months back. Actually, no, no. What am I saying? A couple months, a couple weeks back. It's from GM, um, GMB, uh, Good Morning Britain. And basically, it's talking about a lot of parents posting kids on social media and how that they might start implementing like certain policies and laws to kind of protect kids from being posted online. So, you know, like 
me, I'm, I'm a parent, as some of you guys know. You know, I've got a two-year-old. And I thought it was quite interesting. Obviously, I don't I don't post my my, my child like, well, I do, I, I've posted pictures before. But what I mean is I don't have like a, you know, like a profile or like, <laughs> you know, a permanent post, should I say. Like all these apps now have these stories, things that disappear. That's my kind of thinking around it. But it was interesting. When I was watching this video, you had like two two debates and you had obviously one one guy um, he was basically saying how he thinks it's wrong. He was like, oh, the child can't consent to it, you know, and people are making money from it and so forth and so forth. And then obviously you had another parent that was on there saying, you know, but what is wrong with it? Like if, if it's your child, you know, technically your child doesn't have autonomy. They're not, you, you tell them what technically they're kind of eating. You give them what they're doing in a way. And cause they change their minds okay, my son wants to be do karate today. The next day he wants to do football. If I put it as a vlog or whatever, what is wrong with it? Now, me, in my actual opinion, I'll be real, man. I don't really know. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm coming from more of an entertainment music background. Like I get the dynamic of not business, but I, I understand how some people choose to do that, that type of thing where they want to put their kid online or they want to make their kid a star or their, their child genuinely has star quality like they are literally one of my friend's kids he's his son is a model his son literally has been a model since <laughs> i think since he's about like nine months he's done tesco next and you know my friend he's not even that kind of guy as well he's very more low-key so he's not some guy running to social media to post his kid it's just that he literally said that someone asked him and the boy is very outspoken anyways yeah like if you know, if you meet this child, he'll come in here and just, hey, what's your name? Like, he's just that kind of kid. So he won't do anything he doesn't want to do. So I say that to say, I'm throwing it out there. I don't know what everyone thinks but um, about posting your kids online. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Saf, so, Matt. So. You want to go first? <laughs> um, me personally... If it's not me or you, I do not like people putting my children's pictures online because I don't know where that picture's ending up. Mm. And it's coming from, I just want to protect him as much as I can. You've got, I was watching actually a TikTok of this little girl Mm. and her mum was posting videos and whatever. Another lady made a video saying, look at how many times this video has been saved. Look how many times the video has been liked. And it was like in like the millions and they're saying that you've got, if you look through the comments, there's guys commenting. And then there was a search bar saying this little three-year-old topless because there was a video of her. Video yeah, like so just running around in her nappy. Her mum's doing a vlog. And I'm thinking, as a parent, yeah, you like, you, how can you not just feel that? Like, you know, that you need to protect your child. Like you've just got your kids, you know, out in the cloud, wherever you've got it, Instagram, Snapchat. It's there now, screenshots. You can't control that. You can't control where them pictures are going to go. And I think even when I post the picture, I'm posting it and making sure that I've got control of who has access mm. to that. And I think, and it's the same with you in it, um, I don't feel comfortable with aunties, uncles, anyone that's not like his immediate family putting pictures out of him. And that's just point blank. I think when parents make Instagrams for their kids, like, what's your intention behind it? Like, you're now actually making captions 
talking like you're the kids. Oh, I had such a good day today and mommy did this for me. Like, what is going on in your life? Uh, like, what's your game? And I just feel like, cool, if you want to... How many times have people told us that, oh, Khalil should do modelling, Khalil should do this? And no. I want to let him be a child. Let him, you know, run around, kick football, like fall off his back. Just enjoy that. Like, social media isn't the be-all, end-all. And... That's where I stand on it, if I'm being real. But you might have other opinions. See, it doesn't bother me as much. Mm. I just think as long as your child's happy and your child's safe, that's that's, that's what it. matters. Yeah. So me personally, I only send pictures to my mom of my child. I won't, <laughs> I won't send pictures to no one else. Okay. I might post um, a picture of my story. Mm. I'm not posting it, so it stays there. More time it will be. Um, you know, you can share it to just close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll do something like that. Mm. But in terms of people that want to push their kid for modelling, it's a, it's a weird one, man. I think when it's the parents that they're doing it because they want to live through... Vacuously, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's that's all a bit weird. Yeah. But if someone approaches you and your child, says they look good, want to shoot them for Sainsbury's or something, mm. go ahead, do it. If they want to do another one after that, Mm. Go ahead. As long as the child's happy, as soon as it's like you're putting the child to work, I think maybe allow it. But mm. that, that's all I think. Right? I don't trust people though, and I think I don't trust people enough with taking any risks when it comes to like my child, and that's just how I see it. So just because you've like even that like, to me, like <laughs> I love everyone on my close friends list. There's a few people on there that you know. How do you know they're wrongings in it? Let's be real. So even sometimes when I'm posting it, I'll have to look through again and make sure that these people are like certified. So, yeah, like I don't have to have no... And there's been a few times where there's certain people, not from my side, but that I know through you who I don't particularly like agree with the things that they do and stuff. So I'm not trying to have you have any sort of like look into like my life or what my kids up to because I don't trust it, I don't agree with what you guys are doing over there. So keep that separate. And I think as long as he's happy and just to live in the moment. Yeah. But uh, for me, I think it's. Uh, I think it does depend, doesn't it? I think it does depend. And the reason why I say that is because, like on Instagram, there there is a kid that I follow. Right, it's a seven year old. And the page is called Miles Music Kid. So this is a seven-year-old kid. He plays the guitar, drums, piano, ukulele, bass, saxophone, trombone, and the violin. How is he's nine? And he's seven years old. He's seven. He's seven. How can and he I, even, I, I can I, even I, hold I, the bass? I saw the video <laughs> and he and he's on the computer because mm. um I don't know if you you may know what this is, what DAW. Yeah, now. that's a, the digital audio workstation. Yeah, so he has the digital audio workstation and he's on it. And even the way he's speaking, he's just like, okay, yeah, so now I'm just going to add like this a bit. He's seven years old. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to add a bit of this. And he's making full, he's, he's composing full tunes. Like, he's like, yeah, now I'm going to go on the bass. Now I'm going to go on the drums. Wait, wait, do you see him play the instruments? Like, look, like, this is an audio podcast here. Like, like... Like, this guy's here. You know what I mean? Like, he's making okay. the song f- okay. from scratch. Because, guys, just, just, so, just so everybody scratch. knows, yeah, you see a bass guitar, yeah, a lot of these instruments, sometimes 
if you're in, in real life, so. this is a big, it's actually an oblong thing. So I'm there thinking of his size. Can his fingers even hit the frets and all that? But that's like, just I'll me being, so like, doing, so, doing so extra. So when I saw that, yeah, I was just like, what the heck? Mm. Like, like, this kid's doing it. However, what I will say is that um, obviously, like, it's his parents that are recording this. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's even recording it himself, man. Like, he's, mm. he's that advanced, isn't it? But I don't know. I don't know where he goes to school. Mm. I don't know what. I don't know what he was eating today. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he's like. I just know he he, he plays music, mm. so it's kind of like that. It's almost like, look, we're just gonna. If the parents are like, look, we're just gonna. You are so talented with the music. Like, you're out there. Obviously, like we're gonna showcase this. Like we're proud of you, whatever. Mm. But we're not gonna like we're just it's, it's, everything's about music on your page. There's nothing about you. Just you playing music. Just two minute clip, and that's it. So I think there's a fine line towards it and stuff like that. If it's like they were saying, "Oh, hi, like now um, this is me doing my math homework, and this is what I this is what I, I ate today. These are the shoes that I like." Um, like come watch me, like all that kind of other stuff. Like then it's a bit more like okay, now you you're think what to... the personal vlogging? Yeah, because you know what it is. Yeah, I've seen it a few times on, especially on YouTube, like the family channels, isn't it? Mm. So some I've seen a lot of them. I've seen a lot of them as the child's get like, as the children get older, it falls off because the child is now saying I don't want to be recorded. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like everything was all action. Go and speak. Go and quote unquote perform. I'm not saying that for every single child family, I mean, every single family channel, but I've just seen a lot of them, especially the old classic ones from like 10 years ago when the child was like three or four. Now they're 13. And they're just like, look, I'm just not involved anymore. Like it used to be cute before, but now it's not cute. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all, and as their personalities start coming up, like they're just different people. And also as well, like, there's also a question of where did the money go, isn't it? There's always that question mm-hmm. as well. Where did the money go? Like, you know, like I was the I was the talent basically, and I know you, you have a nice house for yourself. I know you have a nice car for yourself, mm-hmm. but like is some of that gonna trickle down to me? There's always that dynamic as well. That when it comes as the children get older, it's almost like like, like mom, dad, like you guys made quite a bit of money. Like, like what's going on here? So I just feel that these are the kind of things that even the parents have to deal with, you know? Like, you've got to think long-term if you want to put your child, especially if they've got some talent and it's really generating numbers, you know? It's really... Because it's not hard to see where the money went. You can just go online, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a situation like that, I only agree with it if you're putting money away for your child. So it's like, whether the child wanted to do it, didn't want to do it, if they turn 21 and look back and think, I wish you never done that. At least the parent can say, there's 40 grand deposit for your yard. Mm-hmm. That you earned yourself. We, mm-hmm. we, we guided you as your parents. We're meant to guide you and help you grow mm. in it and help mm. you live for yourself. You had a talent at five, six, seven. We've done this. There, there's the evidence of it. You can, you benefit from it. If the parent benefits from it and the child doesn't then that's yeah that's where it goes left because yeah. Yeah. I actually like literally exactly that that's that's what my friend was doing like he was just like listen this guy's got more money than me at this stage like he's 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 literally just you know keeping it keeping it keeping it keeping it and he's more coming on you know because even me I would just you know not question it but just let me find out like how is he getting on like you know yeah how's he how's he getting on like is it a case of 
he is he enjoying this? Like, how do you know? Like, he he's had enough. Like, I, where is that? Where's that point? He's like, look, he speaks his mind. Like, I'll be honest. Sometimes he goes, he's gone on set, says he's not doing it. The the dish they have to shut it down. Tesco, big boy Tesco. There's nothing they can do. Next Burberry. Like, if he doesn't want to do it, nobody's doing nothing. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's the right kind of mentality. He's also on the vibe of like, look. He's gonna be. He's still young. Like this guy could change his mind tomorrow and say, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna be an astronaut. I don't wanna do none of this." And that's that's gonna be the the case. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Like, I mean, in terms of, you know, like I get it. Like, what's I for saying about like, yeah, like recording, like, like what's it? A mother recording a daughter, like topless running around the house and stuff like that. Like, it's just, I don't know because I actually know someone personally. And I'll be honest with you, like her Instagram page, like the day, like the day she found out she was pregnant, I know every, like, like literally all she posts is, is her daughter. Everything. Like literally, like we're talking three, four posts a day. You, you, like you, everything that, that the daughter's doing is just like posting, posting. I know it's like from her point of view, she's like, look, it's my daughter. I love her. Like everyone like obviously see her and stuff like that. But even I was at one point, I was like, hang on a second, man. Like this is too much, you know? Like, jeez. I it, think there just needs to be a balance. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with posting your child. Please do that. But then it's like, it's just excessive sometimes. And it's just yeah. like, why does everyone need to know, you so know where you've gone for dinner? Like now, if I wanted to, I could probably go on my Instagram look at a few people and I could tell you their whole day, what's to stop me from pulling up? Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, let's just protect, even ourselves, I feel like we post too much sometimes. And it's like, let's just live in the moment. And cool, if your kid has a talent and the kid is telling you, like, mom, this is what I want to do, go for it. But I think they have to reach a certain age, like where they're five, maybe where they're, able to, you know, articulate, this is what I want to do, this is what, this is what I don't want to do. I think mm. anything younger than that, when the baby's like all one years old and you're doing a photo shoot, do you know what I mean? Dressing it up as whatever, just to get a few likes. It's like, just be easy. I, I, you know what? I, I, I'll say this as well, because a lot of Nigerians, listen, as soon as the kid's born, man, they, they love a good photo shoot, this, that, portrait, uh, put your face on a mug. You come to my house, you're getting a t-shirt, this, that, that, this. I, I and, and thinking back to what you said about, you know, yeah, people out there, I always think like on a more open scale, like, look, if you, you post anything, forget if it's kids, just remember, you don't know who's out there mm-hmm. looking at your picture, salvating, doing all this other stuff. So one side of things have to be like, it's whatever, man. If I post a picture of my, my finger and somebody thinks, ooh, that looks sexy to them, they're all getting off on it, keep looking back, keep commenting, keep doing whatever, man, you're a deviant, but... I'm living my life, innit? I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. But and it's good for engagement, still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, all that good stuff. But anyways, man, because we'll, we'll be here all day. But um, guys, thank you for coming on. Yeah, we truly, so truly, truly appreciate the words, like yeah. real talk. Thank you for having us. Is there anything you want to mention? Uh, anywhere then we can find you if you want them to find you. No, I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they, they can find him here on the GM5 yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like definitely thank you very much. And hopefully, like anyone listening can learn, you know, you know, like a, a lot of gems were dropped today. Come know? on. A lot, a lot of gems were dropped today. So yeah, definitely. Now we like, do. Man, yeah, I want to say thank you to both of you. Thank you. And yeah, like you know where to find us, it's Eli. Scars. GM5M. We out. Done no.